listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good, Good morning. morning. Our theme this week is Scream Team. Mm-hmm. And we just continue that with so much further. Terry found out what goes on behind the scenes of a horror movie. He caught up with Othman Hafsham, who directed the original version of the movie Rasia in 1987, and his son Shamit Othman, who directed the 2023 remake of the same movie. First question is for both of you. Let's start with uh, Othman first. What do you like most about directing horror movies? What Actually, do you enjoy? I don't really like doing horror movie, oh. but I wanted to give it a try. Right after doing two successful comedies, uh, Adi Manja and Mechanic, I wanted to try whether I can do a horror movie, something completely different. Different. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. Yeah, because. There were so many things that I learned from doing a horror movie. Right. Right? One of the things that really attracted me was that was the first time I did live recording for a movie. Interesting. Yeah. So the horror movie was the first time you did that? Yeah, yeah. I did it. The whole thing was live. Right. In singular. Did not use any dubbing at all. So the, the vocals, the uh, the voices were actually on location actually, recorded yeah, that you used. They didn't uh, do it in the studio later. Yeah, okay. Right. Which, was, which so, was rare at the time. Right. Because at that time, when you shoot on film, you automatically, everything gets recorded. Right. Gets dubbed, right? Right. So, Rasia was one of the first few to... Live sound, they call it. Yeah, uh, they call it live sound. I've even forgotten the terms. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so you're so well known and established. You don't need to remember anything. Everyone remembers you already. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> And Shamil, what about you? What what is it like for you to? Uh, what do you enjoy about directing a horror movie? Because you've done more than this movie as well. Yeah, so I'm kind of very similar shoes um, with my dad mm. in terms of most of my work have been in comedy. Uh, my first film, Kami Istira, was a horror comedy. Mm. And um, then my second film, Rembat, was a comedy as well. So this time, I think, I guess in the same boat as that, in terms of it's tough. I found it tough making a horror yeah. because you don't really know whether the spooks or the scares work. Oh, because okay. uh, in the process of making it, you know, okay, this is how you do to kind of stretch suspense. This is where it's going to edit and then this is where the scare is going to happen. So you're so in it that yeah. when you watch it, when you do it, you don't know whether it's really working. If you do drama, <laughs> right. you know when you watch the performance, oh, kena. Yeah, or yeah. if you do comedy, instant people laugh, you know it's funny. Right. Or you know yourself as you watch it. But with horror, when you do it, you don't really know you lose that fresh eye perspective. So it becomes quite tough. So it's tough in that sense of trying to know whether it's working until it's all get, put together. And even until you have an audience watch it. Right, right. And then you realize, okay, ah, oh, lega. Right, <laughs> it works. <laughs> and what's even more interesting is the fact that of course the movie that we are going to be zooming in on today is um, very special to both of you because the original first version of Rasia was directed back in the 80s, I believe? 36 years ago. 36 years yes, ago. That right. was the first Rasia. And right. then this year, uh, Shamil has taken on the reins to direct a movie that is also called Rasia based almost entirely on the same plot but not exactly the same plot. Yeah. Well, we've termed it as a reboot. So it's not a remake. I guess if you call it a remake, it's more closer to the original mm-hmm. but we were inspired by the original film from 1987 yeah. and um, so it's a reboot 
fresh storyline, right. but a lot of the iconic elements from the original film uh, are in this one. So, I mean, I like to use the phrase, it's fresh but familiar. Right. Yeah. Since we are discussing the the movie right now, and both of you have had your different takes on the same idea and the same plot, when it comes to directing horror films, how much do you plan out those jump scares and create that spooky aura? And how how important even are jump scares? Is it all mood? All jump scares? Because people have, many different directors have different approaches towards yeah. this. So let's find out from Othman first. Okay. In the first instance, there was no such term as jump scare. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good so, point. <laughs> well, recently, I heard jump scare, jump right. scare. What is this jump scare? Because it did not exist during my period. Right. So, when I was directing Russia, I set up sequences mm-hmm. that is almost very close to a jump scare. Okay. So, I did a director in such a way that I expected uh, inverted commas, jump scare, the audience would be shocked right. or jump scared. Right. <laughs> right. A good scare is a good, good scare. scare. It didn't right? matter whether it's a jump, jump scare, scare or any right. other kind of scare, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh... That was how I did it. I knew that uh, I had to to prove to the audience that I'm also able to do a serious movie. Right. Uh, you know, it's not a serious movie. Uh, maybe you can call it a horror movie. Mm. Mm. So I was quite happy that it did happen. It did square. Uh, it did frighten a couple of audience. <laughs> At that time, the audience for horror movies is negligible. <laughs> okay. It's almost zero. Right. So I hope with this Russia, we have got a new set of audience that is that likes to see mm-hmm. horror movie. Well, there definitely is. Uh, apparently, in Malaysia, horror movies are one of the uh, most appreciated genre of movies because a lot of people do enjoy them, which also means, I guess the question for you, Shamil, is having that in mind, the fact that now so many more people appreciate horror movies and go to the cinema wanting to be scared, how do these like scares and planning scares play into that anticipation by the audience? Because the audience now is so much more exposed to all the different mm. kinds of horror films. And, uh, yeah, and they and know what a jump scare they is. They know what a jump scare <laughs> is. They know when to expect it. So, at first, I think the for us, when we were making Russia, because I think we were in the initial stages of the editing, yeah. we were like thinking, I think our jump scares are a bit too on point. Okay. Like, too like, on the, on the dot. They like, can, you they can, know you can telegraph, happen, right? Yeah. So, okay. So, we went back a bit to the drawing board. We, we try and stretch, the, stretch out the suspense and... And kind of hit them when they would least expect it. Or in the sense of when they know it's coming, yeah. just milk it and stretch it right. a little bit longer. So the, the anticipation just builds up that extra Throw bit. them off. Like yeah. They think it's going to happen, but nah, not yeah, quite. They think, no, oh, is that it? Bam! And then <laughs> so that could be considered one of the differences between the original Rasia and now right. Shamil's version yeah. uh, of Rasia. But yeah, when it comes, I think yeah. because I mean coming back to what my dad said, yeah, there was no term as jump scares, but in the original film, there were things where you considered were jump scares. Right, we just didn't I, have the term back yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> Othman, how did you feel when you found out that your son was going to remake your movie? Okay, uh, he didn't mention to me. That I'm going to do Russia. Yeah. Okay. 
good. That's all I said. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's all. I didn't say anything, you know. I didn't give him any cues or any advice uh-huh. because I wanted to be different from my Rasir. Oh, okay. Because that, right. that, you just answered my second question, which yeah. was going to be like, did you have input into the creation of Shamil's version of Rasir? No, no, not at all. Nothing. No yeah. input at all. But it just said to me, I'm going to give you a cameo role. Oh, which I accepted, but later on, at the <gasps> after editing, said I'm sorry that we have got to take your scene no. out. <laughs> so, so that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that was my participation in the movie. Yeah, so I feel like I enjoyed it. You know, when I went onto the set, yeah, it has got a different feel about right. the whole thing. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. Shamil, how come it didn't make the cut? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard decision. Like after having to like beg my dad to. Do this cameo, yeah. then after that in the editing process, I have to like walk back with my tail between my legs. <laughs> like, uh, we had to cut out your scene. Uh, yeah, I think it was well. I mean, I hope maybe tenth anniversary ke or twentieth oh, yes, anniversary yes. we might that scene might you know see the light of day one day. <laughs> the DVD extras, the DVD extras, yeah, the you know, the cut. That's right. I love it because you cut your father out of the movie that he first directed. <laughs> After begging him to even appear in it, that's a good story right there. That needs to be in like some special version of this movie. <laughs> Osman, have you seen the final version? Of oh yeah, yeah. I, I went for the gala night. Okay. Yeah, you know, and uh, I saw it. But uh, what disturbed me was the lighting. Okay. I think when you light uh, a scene yeah. from a digital camera oh. with a digital camera. The placement of the lights is slightly different. You better be taking notes, Shamil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I seem to be the only one that was quite unhappy about that because <laughs> like I can't it. see the thing. You see, when compared to my when compared to my Russia, because it was shot on negative. Right, right. So I I do not know. Maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm right. The new generation can accept this new wave of lighting. I right. do not know. A critical. Response or a critical um, eye is always something that's appreciated by anyone in the industry, and even more so your own son, right? Yeah. Did you want him to be a part of it in any way? Um, I did. Hence the cameo. Yeah. And uh, Ame Muhammad of Kuma Pictures was also one of the ones like, yeah, we should get try and get your dad. So I, in some way or another, I did want him to at least kind of be a part of it somehow. Right. And um, um, you can still see him in the film. He's in some scenes on the peripheral. Okay. Yeah. So can you look for you, him. Yeah. So you can spot him. Maybe you can do a <laughs> quiz. Spot Osman Hafsham in Rasia 2023. <laughs> But yeah, like my dad said, I think which is the first time I'm hearing. I yeah. think now I know why he <laughs> didn't like. I mean, I didn't seek the advice. Yeah. And um, he didn't feel like he needed to dispense tips and advice about how to make the film. And I know. Now I know why. Like he wanted me to make my own Russia. Yeah, I like and, how your dad used this interview as the vehicle <laughs> to tell you a little <laughs> bit of criticism. Yeah, right I, there. Think, <laughs> I think there was one occasion though. I did ask him. There's a particular sequence, and I don't want to spoil the film. Well, yeah. maybe a lot of people have seen it by now, but don't spoil it. Don't yeah, spoil yeah, it. Don't spoil it. Nah. <laughs> okay. So there's a particular. Like I said, seventy percent of it is different. Right. Um, themes and elements uh, where we were inspired by are in the film. Mm-hmm. Iconic elements. But there was one particular sequence where I wanted to recreate it shot by shot, okay, like 
from the original. Wow. So there, this particular sequence, I went back to my dad and I asked him, "How did you do that sequence? I'm I'm talking about that the ending bit, lah. Yeah, yeah. The ending bit. Yeah. Okay. So and um, so and that was the, the, the cryptic look that's happening between father and son, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you're not try, you're trying not to spoil it for everyone. <laughs> but that scene, lah. Okay, that scene. Yeah. The yeah scene. So that scene. So that's the one I asked my dad and. Um, Like how he did it, the the special effects behind it. When my dad explained it, it was like, oh right, macam tu je. Right. And then it was very practical, you but thought it was so going to be so technical and yeah, so difficult. But yeah, yet the way it was done was, was very practical, it, right. but very effective. Right. So it was a combination of on-set practical effects. And just clever editing, right? And so to know exactly what Shamil and Othman are talking about right now, you have to watch the movie. <laughs> Make sure you watch it, Rasiel, all the way to the end, okay? Because that's where you're going to see it. Which means, does that mean that if we watch both um the '80s version of Rasiel and the this year's version of it for that scene, you could put it side by side and it would play almost exactly? Yeah. Somebody needs to do this. Yeah, Somebody so needs to do this and put up that that little part at least on YouTube, okay? After you're done, <laughs> and then make sure you highlight the fact that it's going to be a uh, a spoiler, so that those of us who haven't seen it yet actually know, okay? But let's find out now, individually, in your own two versions of Rasiel, what was your favorite scene of the movie? If you can try to avoid giving a spoiler, so what was Osman? What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene Rasiel? was the last scene when it was. Oh no! Don't say it! Don't say it! <laughs> We're gonna bleep that out. Well, that was it then when okay. I did that film, right? right. Because that was uh, a moment that was pivotal and closer to, to uh, the end. And I think it, it hasn't been done in the Malay movie. Right. Right. It was I, done very simple, but I use the old method of special effects using a uh, rubber pillow. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, cotton wool pillow. Uh, you did not see this scene in yes. the present Russia. Oh, this scene is not in the in it, the scene. Well, but it's yeah. done differently. This is the scene that you asked for the yeah, yeah, play for by the play advice. to find yes, out yes, how yes, it was yes. done, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. So, Shamil, what is your what was your favorite scene to shoot in this version, in the 2023 version? I think there's a one shot sequence mm-hmm. in the film which goes on for about 4 minutes so mm-hmm. it's um 4 minutes without cuts i think that was one of um maybe mm, sort of technically challenging and sort of satisfying to be able to have pulled that off and you can't mention it because you'll be giving something away <laughs> uh no yeah i mean i can it's just um it's the scene of ramla played by nabila huda okay she goes around the house because she hears voices right and things go bump in the house and she's kind of chase because the film is about the family who have lost who's mysteriously lost the son right and the mom is haunted by the voices of the son in the house and she hears the first time she hears this thing uh we follow her On a steady cam throughout the whole house, right? Um, so it's a four-minute sequence, and um, it was—I mean—the two things was basically to really put her in her shoes, right? So that the audience really follows her and kind of because she starts to descend into hearing all these different things. Right. Um, she starts feeling. Yeah. This is the moment where it starts getting yeah. real for her. Correct. Right. And uh, at the same time, it's um, the geography and the layout of the house is quite important for the subsequent sequences in the film because mm-hmm. I wanted the audience to be able to orientate themselves in the house. So I used this opportunity to like, okay, the kitchen leads to here, the living room leads to that. So you, I'm hoping subconsciously the audience gets it 
you know they kind of understand the layout of the house right. so which is actually very challenging on its own i think a lot of malaysians may not realize this but when malaysian movies are shot generally speaking it's on real sets it's on real locations whereas when you watch other like hollywood movies they have the luxury of building sets, sets. which they then allow the camera to do all these great angles on and stuff yeah. but when you're in a live set which is an actual location when you shoot at, you're limited by actual walls that are <laughs> yeah. in your way, right? So to get the shots that you want, it requires a lot more ingenuity and sometimes dexterity of the <laughs> cameraman himself and the director trying to make sure that, hey, you're not in the shot, you're not yeah, in the shot, yeah. right? So yeah, that's one big thing that Malaysian directors actually are really good at doing, right? Like working their way around an actual real location. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's why this scene is actually even more like satisfying for you yeah i think yeah with the original rasia i think one of the things that my dad was quite proud of was in the original rasia you never see the ghost oh okay and at that time with uh, malay horror you always see the you see the yes. pontiana you see the yes. toyo yes. so in in rasia you never see the ghost you only feel its presence through all these clever devices in the in the, your father's version in, in my father's version right but in the 2023 version you give decided, the people what they want to see yes say. we <laughs> we decided to subvert expectations i guess yeah. you could say and we we show the hantu brought daylight so show the hantu oh. um yeah so i think uh, that was another challenge like trying to make that ghost appearance um just enough to scare people but not kind of like make people roll their eyes oh my god I've seen too much of these ghosts so I was trying to keep that balance yeah <laughs> and with that said I think before we give anything away it's time to say thank you to both uh, of you for joining us here father and son directors Othman Hasham and Shamil Othman for joining us for this interview today and giving us insight into both in the 1980s version of Rasia as well as the new version uh, and the comparisons between them as well before I let you go there's one thing I got to say again um Othman Hasham I think in in case people don't know which you should but in case you do not know lah for some reason you do not know Osman Hasham is also the person behind the fantastic Pimai Pimai Tangtu that I grew up watching and also Mechanic that movie of course that starred um, Susan Lancaster one of the many people in that movie uh, with that really popular line which was oh no I always get this line wrong the line is um Putih. Orang putih ke, orang <laughs> hitam ke, orang biru ke. Kita That's right. Yeah. That's right. So Kita thank you. It's been an honor uh, actually being uh, being able to interview you and both of you actually. So thank you again to both Othman Hasham and Shamil Othman for joining us and make sure you go watch both the old and the new versions of Rasia. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks you very Terry. Much, Terry. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.